Yeah, the broadcast podcast for that ass. Microphone checker, the Rhythm and Rhyme record is yours truly, Rod. Oh, and stereo. Listen, y'all, this is the O and 12. We're going to show and tell you what it's like to be around us and our kingdom. Huh? It's a broadcast podcast, and I got my guest. It's been a couple of years, about 18, 20 years now since you've been able to come and do Yeah, it. very fucking good, man. You've been asking me for a while, bro. I reckon since I started playing, um, yeah, I've been, I've been saying yes, holding it back, holding it back, and then yeah, I've had some time now. So. Because you've been very, very busy. And now a lot of people, this this thing is going to be shown in America and worldwide. A lot of people don't know who Latrell Mitchell is. Latrell Mitchell is a football player, a mm-hmm. pro football player, but in Australia they call it rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> Now, look, I wanted to talk to you about and just have a conversation, all right? Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna give a F, all right? We're going to talk about friends, family, footy, and farming, all right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to give an F to them, all right? So check this out. What I wanted to know, you got on the green. Hey! You got on the green. Philadelphia is my hometown. Tell me what the hell made you go to Philadelphia outside of your love for me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was just to sort of um, yeah, get me out and about, get away from footy. Obviously, I've had a couple of injuries now, and uh, there's a specialist over there in um, in Philly, in King of Prussia, the suburb outside. And um, yeah, I just went and seen Bill Knowles, and pretty much well known all over the world, all over the globe. You know, with with specifying in, in sports, and um, just sort of just you know, just telling me. How to walk again, how to run, how to be mobile, you know, and just, just sort of, yeah, just teaching me little things I didn't know about myself. Had you lost your way physically and you decided, you know, I need some professional help? Because I'm sick, right? Yeah. And, but I need professional help nowadays. How about yourself? Yeah, and no, I definitely, it's just about, I know, tapping into little things that, you know, I didn't think I had. And, um, and obviously, you know, it's all about learning this game and, and trying to, you know, be better every year and um, and show up and, and show something fresh and I think you know this year was a bit different obviously I've been chasing a few injuries and um, it's just about I was just about getting away from footy and, and taking me over out of my comfort zone and um, and you know coincidentally it was, it was in Philly so um, yeah I just really enjoyed that part of it man I just fucking honestly well, well how hold the fuck on you in a pro team during the season and you decide to go walk about yeah and they allowed you they did they did so they they pretty much um you know come to me and um and sort of offered this opportunity and because uh, i remember a couple of years back they took blake ferguson over at the chooks and the same follower and, you know he come back a couple of weeks earlier than you know it was meant to and you know, i just had nothing to lose to be honest with everything that was going on and everything to get yeah yeah exactly and um you know, my, my trainer come to me and he was at the Roosters and he come over to the Rabbits now and, you know, he's fitting really well and I think, um, you know, he tossed the, you know, the offer up to me and I said, fuck, I'm actually, like, shit myself inside, but, um, you know, I really enjoyed that part of and the challenge, the mental battle I had over the last couple of weeks to prepare myself to get on a flight to go to America and... Was that your first time? Yeah, first time. And you went to the city of brotherly uh, love. That's yeah. where they wrote the Constitution. They yeah. wrote the, did you get to do any touristy type? So shit? I did, did a bit of it. I um we ended up going to the Rocky Stairs. You know, going there. Just yeah, that. from nah, no, I know, I know. But even like like I went to um you know Washington D.C. Seen all that. You know, brother Martin Luther King. You know how much history is there. And, 
Um, obviously, you know, can't forget the white folks that wrote all them fucked up laws uh, and, and governing. Yeah. So, did you get to meet any of the Philadelphia people? Did you get a cheese? Yeah, steak I'm gonna, I got a Philly cheesesteak. I went into man, it was, fuck, I've never seen anything like it. Like we call it like a mission here. Like this is where they put black collars on, hey, you know. And then mm -hmm. I went to this like hood, bro. Like and I got a haircut and everything, and and it was just like it was it was freaky. Like I just wanted to experience all of that, and um, I didn't want to look at anyone, you know wrong or anything because I didn't know if they had a gun on them or right. you, know, you know what I mean so I do I do kill a dog yeah that's what I'm saying and then you know like a week later I come back to Australia there was 10 people got shot like in the same street I was walking you know and, I'm from North Philadelphia I yeah. was born in North Philly that's where Meek Mill is yeah. from Kevin Hart yeah, all the and then I was raised in West Philly which is Winfield and I went to Overbrook High School yeah. where Wilt Chamberlain Will Chamberlain is the GOAT of basketball. Now, I know you like basketball, <laughs> right? Because you came to support me when I was doing my thing with the Kings. But uh, in Philadelphia, they have this guy. I'm going to show it there first so y'all can peep it out. Do you know who this is? Nah, bro. That's Dr. J, Dr. Julius Winfield Irving, the baddest man on the planet that Michael Jordan patented his game down. Yeah, that's right. So that's Philly. So I showed you that because I wanted to know, did you check out the Sixers? Because nah, well, basketball. Well, they, they ended up falling short when, by the time I got over there. And, you know, we, we were due to go a week early when they were playing still, but because, you know, things got pushed back, so I went a week later. Mm -hmm. And then by the time that came around, they were already... They were there. Yeah, they were gone. So, yeah, and then, like, by the time, you know, I got over there, there was ice hockey still going to Stanley Cup. So mm -hmm. I was like, do we go to one of those? The Flyers. Yeah, you know, so... And then, but yeah, I just... I didn't really have time, to be honest, either, to go to a game and experience that either, but... Because I was training, you know, twice a day, every day. And but you got to the hood. Yeah. You got to see the brothers yeah, and all exactly. that sort of stuff. Yeah. The first trip and where America actually started. Yeah. Now, the facilities of the Philadelphia Eagles, did you get to see any of the dudes? Nah. That, no, no. No, nah, because we were trying to look up with Jordan uh, Moilata. And, um, you know, he's a South Junior. And, um, did you play against him? Nah, no, I didn't. He was, um, you know, I was playing great and he was in the 20s system, so. Now, Jordan, just for the audience, Jordan plays for the Philadelphia yeah. 76ers. He was here in Australia. Nah, Eagles, Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. See, that's how he got me. See, I wanted to see if he on point. So, yeah, the Eagles. And yeah. my man played rugby league over yeah. here. Yeah. Did you know him prior to no, that? No, I didn't. I knew, I knew of him because he's probably one of the biggest men I've, I've seen. And, um, you know, he, he could play 42. And, you know, he always sort of wanted to stick around and play rugby league. And I heard a story that... Um, you know, he wanted to stay, he was going to sign on for 10 grand, um, you know, at sitting North Sydney Bears and his manager must have said, nah, let's go and you've got nothing to lose, we can come back to footy. He's on there, he's able to, you know, Did six, you get a chance to catch up with him? Bill, you know, a year, so. Crazy yeah, millions! So, but, um, no, I didn't get the opportunity because he was a bit busy and I understand totally, like, being a professional and whatnot and, you know, your family and I think he proposed to his missus, so congratulations to him there too, so. Uh, yeah, so that was, um, you know, obviously busy and I said, like honestly, I fucking worry about yourself, do your thing, bro. And like, and I just said, like, we just did our own thing. Just went and, uh, um, you know, explored, done a lot of things, and uh, went to New York, Big Apple, and yeah, a bit different, bro. It was just, it was mad. A little black fellow from Tari, you know, traveling the world. So, I was gonna ask you, how did you interact with the brothers? I mean, in America, you, yeah, you could pass for like. Latino, you yeah, did, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, see, I was wearing one of the No Limit shirts, and 
Um, they were like, you were boxing? I said, nah, bro, I'm from Australia, I play rugby league. And they're like, rugby league? I said, it's like union, like rugby union. They sort of knew what rugby union was, rugby or whatever you call it over there. And then I was like, nah, it's a difference. It's number one Australian sport, this and that. And, um, and I was just spinning out on it and I was just having a yarn to them. And they said, yeah, nah, man, you're, too, you're too tough, you know? No pads, and we just stick to our basketball and our football, you know? <laughs> because we're not as crazy as ah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. bro. And like, Oh, yeah, people underestimate the, the game that we play, and um, I think, you know, obviously, you know, the boys get paid molts over there, you know, and it's like, fuck, why aren't we? Because we're flogging each other every week. And but they're, they're flogging yeah. each other over there yeah. against no, roided monsters. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're talking about six foot eight, yeah. running the 40 and ridiculous yeah, numbers, and running straight into you. Yeah. Um, what other dudes that you know uh, uh, that could enjoy and benefit from the type of training that you got into in Philadelphia. Would you oh, recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it. It's definitely something that I, um, it was an eye opener. It's like, I, I've held on to a lot of things over that I took from there. To like what? For so like, just like this band work, mobility, stretching, like a lot of things that I never thought, you know, was so important to an athlete. And, uh, you know, I was working muscles that I've never worked before because, you know, and I wasn't even running, you know, it was just, all little things in the gym where I was just on a, a gymnastics mat the whole time and, and just learning to teach myself how to walk again, teach myself how to run and then he had me on trampolines jumping around and, and just how to land, how to, you know, get out of awkward um, you know, positions and yeah, it was just something different that I think, you know, a lot of people could benefit from but, you know, he's got his hands full and it's like, well, how do you find that time for him, you know, to go over there, get yourself out of a, you know, so the point you're pretty much making is you gotta make time yeah, to shine. Yeah. You gotta do what you well, need you've to do. You've gotta invest yourself, bro. Like I, I've never really took the time to, you know, look at myself, you know, as a professional athlete. I used to just, you know, I still think I'm this country boy, just playing footy, you know, and I don't think of myself too, you know, up there in the food chain when I'm, you know, because that's just the humble beginnings that I've had, and mm -hmm. I always give back to my community. And that's the biggest thing and biggest part of me being grounded is that, you know, rugby league just makes everything a bonus, you know, so that's why I love the game because it gives me so much, you know, I guess benefits to be able to give back, to be able to, you know, be with but, you know, to a, you know, higher level, I suppose. So you are at heart a country, but thank you. Yeah, but well, do you listen to that country? Yeah, right, I'm out on Luke Combs, he's my, one of my favourite singers, and, um, yeah, I just love, like, just the stories, man, and, and even, like, you know, you old Slim Dusty, or, you, you know, you, you know, your Randy Travis's, your, you know, your Alan Jackson. Like, these fellas tell stories about, you know, the way they live life, the way life, you know, and, and talk about gambling, love, drinking, you know, and all that shit that just revolves around life. And, and that's a fact. That's what the, the, the white yeah. folks in America, because I was just talking about this with Chuck Mundine the other day, man, because we was flying up to Darwin, and all of the dudes was listening to country yeah. and western shit. And I was like... I can't do this all yeah. damn day. You know nah. what I'm saying? I'm trying to fish. I'm trying to watch for crocodiles to bite my ass. And I'm here listening to Charlie Fry. Yeah. Hello. I felt yeah, like Charlie Fry, shit. My, my little brother, man, on him, mate. So, like, we, I was, he come to Australia. He did his last tour before he passed away. Got, you know, rest in peace, the old fella. So. But, man, he, he... I used to go out the mission in my grandmother's house and sit there. And, and she, well, that's all I'd be listening to, you know? Yeah. And it'd be just like, fuck, man. It brings so much memory back to... Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, and that's where I'm saying, like, it comes back to that humble beginning. Because I was a kid from nothing. My dad I had great role models in my life, but it was never easy, you know what I mean? Like, my mum and dad always struggled, you know, but they always made sure they had food on the table, you know, for us boys. And sometimes my mum and dad wouldn't even eat because 
that sacrifice they made, you know. And you flipping and changing. And I flipped it. I'm flipping the, the, the fucking the table now for them. Now they are on a farm. They're on, you know, never thought would be farming, you know. Well, that's why I wanted to talk about this other F, man. This this farming thing. I yeah. see you on a tractor yeah, singing. And now you've mentioned something about calves. I listened to you uh, yeah, last yeah. night. I was listening to you and Bam Bam talk a little <laughs> shit uh, to advise that. <laughs> And um, the, the, the farming, the, the calves, you're raising cattle? So I, I bought um, 12 head of cattle. The Angus, they're black, the black stud. Um, straight off Wayne Bennett. Oh, um, so the old coast, okay. I got him with him, and um, he runs about 200 head up in uh, Warwick, up, you know, up in Queensland, sort of New South Wales area, Toowoomba. Um, and I just, I've, been, I've been loving it since I was about 12 years old. Me and my old boys used to watch this uh, River Cottage, uh, Australia, River Cottage in the UK as well, so old Huey. And, but just always had that that uh, ambition to be something, you know, and have something that we could, you know, grow and have. And, you know, everyone's got to eat as well, so you know. Yeah. And like uh, the connection that you have, it's weird because the cows, yeah, they're unpredictable, but they have they have personalities as well, and you, you sort of. I've never spoken to one directly. Yeah, not me either. But I, you know, you got to talk. Like when I go up there, you know, you sort of you can train them to a point where they're like dogs, you know, and they follow you with food, and you got hay and all this. And I got my old boy. Two weeks, you know, I gave him a goal just to hand feed him every day. I want to come back and be able to stand this far away. Sure, what happened? Because I couldn't stand next to them. They would be too skittish. They'd get away. And then, but, you know, you, you get them so quiet to a point, their temperament, they just love being around people. And then, you know, you, you be quiet, you start talking to them, they start listening to your voice. And it's freaky, man, the spiritual stuff that you have connected with animals. Okay. Man, I just love that fact. And I love, because my dad was an AEO, Aboriginal Education Officer, for... 17 years I went through high school and we've seen all three of us boys go through high school and um, you know I never fucked up ever because we were always getting in trouble it wasn't the principal that was sending us it was sending us to dad's office you know what I mean right. you know flogged. the thorough but man we, we finished high school my dad was the first follower in his, in his family to finish and you know, it was my old brother me and then my little brother so we all got finished you know what I mean we finished year 12 um, and got that done and uh, you know I can say that was my first achievement I've probably achieved in my life and, but Got my dad out of his job, stress free now, or I hope so. Right on. You know, I'm trying to create an environment now where it's controlled for him to be able to enjoy the rest of you know whatever he's got. You know, his life. His mum, mum's got a, you know, about fifty acres there now, and they just love it. They mow every day, gardening. And well, that's what I was going to ask. Are you doing. planting some stuff? No, nah, well, not really. Like my dad's trying to start an orchard, like fruit and all this shit. And okay. Dad put the cows in the other day around around all the fruit trees and. He was wondering where the fuck the leaves are going. And, and yeah, one time he had a look, the cows were eating it and I was stripping it. And so we had to go and put uh, big mesh bags over top of it. Because that's not good for the cow. No, nah, well, it is. Like that, it's like, but you don't want to eat, you want to try and grow it. You know, we're not going to grow it when there's no leaves. So okay. these fellas were just chewing on it and, uh, you know, and having a go at it. And my dad went and rushed out and put some things around it just to cover it up. So, but that's that smart to a point where they're lifting it up, eating it still. And, but yeah, like I said, the farming aspect. It's just a great way to, I guess, connect with family and have that bond. And then my kids, you know, I want to make sure they, I want that lifestyle for them because I want them to grow up hard. I want them to grow up fucking knowing that this shit is not a given, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there's a different lifestyle. Like, there's a lot of Sydney followers, you know, are given stuff because it's inherited. And, um, I never had fuck all, you know what I mean? Like, my dad never inherited nothing because like, my pop didn't have that, you know, that education to have, 
fucking a house to go and buy something, you know, because back then we were not popping, I was going through, like the houses would have been 10 grand, five, you know, it would have been max compared to now, you know. Ridiculous prices now. That's the that's the challenge that you know, my dad went through, because, and he wished, he even says to me, like, I wish I had the, you know, that role model, or, you know, well, not role model, but more of the education around having fucking, you know, the knowledge on having a house. And, and you've got how many kids? I've got two girls. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many's on the way, but you know, it, it, that's fucking. It's just shine the light on, you know. What Isn't I, it the best daddyhood yeah. of being a, a dad? You get to break cookies in half, yeah. and, <coughs> you know, and then share drinks yeah. and loves and kisses and girls are something else, man. Uh, they're the best, the absolute girl dad. Yeah, oh, I love the girl. Like, I, I don't know what it's like to have a boy yet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know, hopefully I get one, but. Um, yeah, the girls are just a different beast, I suppose. And you know, you know your mother. You know, you if you have a sister, or, you know, a cousin. You know, you know that they the challenge is already there by being a woman. You know, what I mean, mm. by you know they give birth. That's a challenge in the itself. Most you know, precious I mean? thing exactly on right, brother. And uh, yeah, you got mother earth and all the spirituality stuff that comes with it. And you wonder why you know a woman's so strong. And, um, yeah, it's just it's just so good because I've, I've had such a, a strong mother in my life and you know she's you know she's boss too so she's real staunch you know and protective on you know whoever's in her life and um and whoever's not in her life who must have kicked her you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. so she's um you know, like i said the girl, come back to my girls like it's just um shine light on my career on the person i want to be father i want to be and then the lifestyle i want them to have you know so the wifey, I've met the wifey. Yeah. She's cool. She is, she is just placid, man. She doesn't like to say too much. You know, she don't like me talking about it too, so. She likes being, you know, just being there under the radar and, um, yeah, just cruising along, man. Getting the job done. Yeah, that's it. Now, farming, friends, family, footy. We got to get to this footy, man. I met you quite a few years ago. Mm. Big tall strapping dude. I was like, dear dude, what do you do? Yeah. And he was telling me you were just getting yourself into the football action there. So what made you and Tyree decide to play football? What, what, what who, who inspired you to do that? Oh, I'll just play with my cousin, my brothers. Watch okay. my dad grow. Dad come down out of crack with the, with the South Sydney Rabbitohs and uh, got homesick and took off. You know, at the age of 16, 17. and uh, and then come. You know, it was just they did his did his stint down here and. Just wasn't for him at the time because you know you couldn't just get your mobile phone ring up back in the day. You know what I mean? Mm. The eighties, nineties, you know. It was just, um, yeah. It was you never had that support. I think I suppose that I've had the luxury of, and, uh, but he's really driven that for us boys. You know, to have that support, make sure he was at every game, make sure he drove us to everywhere, um, and that's why. Was possibly good. Yeah, they're all. That's why I had the yarns, and uh, but I used to watch him a bit when we were back in, you know, when I was young. and had glimpses of it, you know, but I can't remember too much. But you know, anyone I talked to at home, he was, you know, boss around Tari playing, you know. So, you know, it, it was a five eight two running around, and uh, yeah, they reckon he's gone. So, um, I've seen like a few, you know, clips, you know, of him playing Marston. at Marsden College here, and um, and then you know I've got Mark Ellison that, um, you know, he's one of our footy managers, and he. Yeah, talks highly of dad when back in you know, back in the day when he was playing. But yeah, just him having them experiences down here and then taking them and bringing them, which yeah. made me benefit from his you know his fails and failures and um, yeah, I just that's what I'm saying. Like with that great role model in my life, being able to experience that and then giving it, passing it on, and I just said fuck it. At 15 years old, 
I didn't want to play footy until I turned 15. Okay. Yeah, like I was playing it just to fuck around. I didn't take it serious. And my right. dad always kicked me off the ass for not taking it seriously. So, well, if I'm going to make it out of Tari, I don't want to. And I was milking cows at the time too, so. So you have an affiliation. Yeah, and exactly. Right, for grabbing a couple yeah. of things. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing that, bro, for school, just doing it. And I thought, oh, nah, fuck this. Twice a day, milking cows. Too hard, bro. So I said, nah, I'm going to go and play footy. And that's... Yeah, that's the journey I was on. And so then you came to and, and played the game, and now you switched on. I've got to switch to the brotherhood that's around you, No Limit, the yeah. Rose Boys. How good was that for you to come up in the game, want to play the game, and now you got brothers surrounding yeah. you that have done the same and are able to take you to other places? Yeah, and that's it. Like I said, it's the luxury of being in this game is meeting you know wonderful people and um and I always talk about now is having my circle small because I thought coming through the game at the start, I never had the luxury I have now with the boys. And um, you know, I had a few lads that you know done wrong by me, and and you know I knew a few fellas that were just there hanging on because you know I was making some money for myself at eighteen years old, and, and I knew for myself. And lucky, like I said, I was come back to my kids. Like I had kids, I had to start making adult decisions, and you know a lot more responsibility around that. The stuff where you know I had to be a man, and you know these fellas come into my life and, and change the whole perspective of my career. And um, you know they're starting in Walgett and Bathurst and that's doing little gigs, and you know they're on the world stage now. About to you know send Timmy to go Tim and try to get title. Exactly right, by and that's the shit I wanted to be surrounded with. I wanted to be surrounded by fucking empowerment, black fellas and and just bring each other through because, you know, a lot of fellas don't want to see that happen. And, um, and I'm so lucky and grateful enough to be a part of that because now that I've got these boys, it's just like, I, I feel like I can be anybody, you know what I mean? Like I can be somebody, you I can, can be, yes. and I can chase now what I, I, I want to be. And, um, and that's greatness. And I suppose, yeah, you got to, you got to have your circle small. You've got to, you've got anyone that's listening, like, and it doesn't matter what you do, it's about having the right people in your life to make sure they're benefiting you. And if they don't, uh, you know, if their opinions and that do not benefit and they don't make you, you know, think twice about it, then they're not the right people to have in your life. And I suppose, yeah, and constructive criticism is what I get a lot of off the boys as well. And mm-hmm. It's not telling me, you know, I should be doing this, should be doing that. And they go, I think you should do this this way. This, but that's my opinion. But they let me be my own man, you know what I mean? And that's the. But giving you choices. Yeah, exactly right, bro. And that's what it's Good about. life choices. Yeah. And the other friends that you've come up with, they've been able to see your growth and see how you've, you've just mastered the yeah. game of making your clique smaller yeah. and more focused. Yeah, it was just like. Yeah, I had to be selfish with a lot of things. And, um, you got to cut motherfuckers off if they do do. Yeah, exactly. Translation, if they shit, get rid of them. Yeah, and then I was just, um, you know, I'd have a beer and you know, I'd have a lot of friends too, you know what I mean? But when I wasn't drinking, there was a lot of mates that weren't ringing me, you know what I mean? So, it's, um, yeah, it's something that opened your eyes up about to a lot of things in the world. And, um, so what would you what would you consider a couple of your, give me one and two of your greatest accomplishments thus far period like footy or anything period all the, the two of kids great. kids are my number one and then just getting the bottom of mum and dad out brilliant number two bro brilliant. number three would have to be just fucking the person i am today is just 
accomplishing you know the man I am I suppose and I've got a lot of money to grow but I feel like I'm proud of the man I've become the leader I am and you know like that's an accomplishment in itself because I could have been stuck in Tari doing whatever Tari follows you know don't do them I suppose and that's no disrespect to anyone that's just because people don't want to get out of their comfort mm. zones and that's okay that's that's okay but I didn't want to be that statistic anymore and I wanted to go out and achieve something and that was the whole point of moving away at such a young age, I was homesick, I wanted to fucking give up straight away because I wasn't around my mum. I missed a lot of time with my mum and dad growing up and coming being down here in the big smoke and but that's why I bought this you know, this kingdom, this empire now and I'm building to be able to catch up on that time that, that I'm gonna come and feed a cow one day with the, yeah. um just a couple of cows, you know. I have never done that shit and nor have I ever held an udder. Yeah. <laughs> we won't get that far down there because they don't like going on the horse side. But yeah, any anything, you know, I suppose around the, like I said, anyone that is a Sydney folk or, you know, and you see it now that COVID's hit, I suppose, you see a lot of people realising that you can work from home, you can be around family, that connection. And, um, I think, you know, good and bad, this uh, pandemic has made people realise that family time is the most important thing. That's what I've realised the most, you know, please second, you know, so. Definitely, you gotta, you gotta control and, and be in control in your circle. You are a leader, yeah. you, you're a great kid. Uh, how old are you? 25, last Thursday. Oh, oh shit, yeah, you got right. enough for 400 years to play. Yeah. Now, if you wasn't playing rugby league, what other sport would you play? Oh, that's, yeah. What, what other sport would you give a crack? I mean, a serious crack to, come on now. Well, uh, nah, bro, don't say fuck. Nah, 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 fuck off. Although I enjoy hitting a few holes myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but to be honest, I don't know. Rugby league is all I've known. I've tried every sport. Trust me, I've, I've had a crack at everything. I ain't seen you play no ball yet. Can you? Can you ball? Uh, you got? You got? You got? You got, you got basketball skills? What about these? Oh, yeah. I was gonna pass you the ball. Yeah, I got. I got the Tom Brady and me. Yeah, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, but don't be saying Tom Brady's in you, dude. You gotta rephrase that. There's Americans here. Tom Brady's not gonna be in my man Latrell Mitchell. I'm not gonna have that shit. <laughs> no, <at all. laughs> nah, I don't know, bro. Like, Basketball? I'm about to crack. Well, you got a jumper? No, I could dunk once when I was 15. What? Yeah, like when I was 15, but I got heavy now, so. See, because you, you large. You about six, what, three? Six, three, I think. Yeah. What is that in centimeters and all that? 189, I think. Okay, yeah, you're a big boy. I think. That's a point guard. You could be a point guard. Yeah. You and Steph going there, Dad? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like I said, I've never... Yeah, I don't know, but... I'm trying NFL, definitely. Oh, you... you yeah? I would, I would try. But... What yeah. position would you play? I don't know. What, what do you, was it? What was it? You reckon? Yeah. You reckon? What do you reckon? Run about. You're pretty quick, right? Yeah. Oh. You, yeah? You're pretty quick? Pretty quick. You got, you got hands? Yeah, I can. Okay. You're saying it wrong? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. All right, maybe a, maybe a running back. Maybe a running back. I think. I've got a stiff arm. But you, but you, you want, you want, yeah, the stiff arm. You like that shit, huh? Did you pick up any tactics that you can utilize here? Uh, uh, face mugging a dude or something like that? Nah, we can't do that. Can you do that there? Nah. Can you slap him? Nah. You set up for 10 days. But, um. I want to slap someone. But nah, there's a lot of footwork stuff that I did over there that he was saying that a lot of running backs do and cutting and, and step and using your feet, how to use, you know, your knee position and all that shit that I, I've sort of held on to now and I'm just starting to train it. 
and start implementing that training in my game and, and then yeah well this is this is interesting because I gotta ask this shit you did all of this training you you went to seek to make your body better your mind better and you come back and they play an origin and you ain't on the damn team what's up with nah, that nah nah I, I, I um I didn't want to play but I couldn't you, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been fair on, on myself on my body you know obviously being out for so long 12 weeks it would be next week and yeah, it's coming back into that arena. It takes such a toll mentally and physically, and playing the game that eighty minute game, and it, it is an eighty minute game, but it's just nonstop for right. eighty minutes, man. You see it, like you seen the like, first game this year, just like even you know they're pretty evenly matched too, the, the teams, and you know it's just yeah, I just I don't think it would have been fair on my body, and you know? I didn't want to put that on. So it was club a personal. Either. Decision. Yeah, it was personal. It wasn't a club's decision at all. Okay. So it was personal. It was more the fact that if I go and play this game, which I'm happy to do so. But is it going to benefit me down next three weeks after that game? You know, and then I miss more games for South. South fans are frustrated because I'm on the sidelines again. And I, was, I couldn't see the benefit in, in playing that hard beast of a game and then coming back and being three weeks off trying to get myself right for South again. You know what I mean? And that's where I was like, actually, no, I want to sort of take a step back, let people do the boys that have been playing in form, mm -hmm. let them play, and then. Yeah, and let them experience, let them bleed in and, and do that. But I know number three jersey for New South Wales is mine. I, I made that, and everyone I, and that says no, you get fucked. You know what I mean? Pretty much so. I, I, I pretty much showed that I deserved to be there. You know, I went through the you know the bottom of being dropped to earning my jersey back again. That's the that's the goal. That's the growth I took instead of kicking stones and doing that. I I own that jersey. You know what I mean? So the the decision for me to step back was hard because of you know the pride I have but I just knew if, like I said it wouldn't have been fair on myself but yeah like I said there's plenty more create, you know games down the track to be playing for New South Wales and you know the boys get the job done I'm definitely well they better get the damn I'm, def I'm definitely keen for game three if you know the opportunity comes okay so now you're ready to put the, the, the shoes on yeah you know okay. I'll do some work for South get that you know start making the club you know I don't guess suppose just back on a roll again and getting the boys fucking happy and ready to go and being getting excited to play for you and that's what my goal is now as leaders to make sure I'm getting my mates ready every week and um, because the, the Souths need that leadership man they uh, they got rid of my man Adam Reynolds you know what I'm saying so they need some more leadership there you you've taken that role about the yeah I think, well, we've got great leaders bro we've got a good connect there the group and it's just about now gluing on all the pieces together and I know Adam Renner is a big he's a big part of South Sydney's, you know, bloodlines and mm. you know, he's a, he's a junior, he's a wonderful player and a, and a you know, even better mate. And you know, we do we I miss him, he's a good but at the end of the day it's fucking that's the business for birds. He's got a, he's got four kids he's gotta look after, he has to pay the bills we've got to do and people gotta understand that, you know, you, yeah, clubs and businesses they've all got, you know, you can take the emotion away from all this shit, you know, and, and put you know, a lot of, you know, business is business. You take the emotion out of that shit, you know. And Adam had to make a decision for himself. And of course he wanted to stay. Of course the club wanted to keep him. But the terms and conditions, obviously, exactly right. So, Gosh. But, you know, I'm so happy for him. He, he looks like he's enjoying life. He's got a big backyard. He's learned how to mow fucking a lot. A long so, time. <laughs> oh, he's making me laugh, bro, because oh, I love seeing that from fellas that don't do, usually do it, you know. And, um, I remember his house here in, um, down in, um, Rosebury, I think it was, and mm -hmm. like yeah, turf, like in the, you can't, you don't have to know that stuff. You don't have to make, maintain that, and 
Um, but yeah, it's really it's really, it's enjoyable to see people grow as a person, and um, you know I'm glad he's taken that step forward and, and went and he's made Broncos fucking great again. Yeah, you know, they've been going really well, and it's been awesome to see you know like young Cobo Payne Hass has obviously been the benchmark front rower for a very long time since he's come into the game, and he's only 24, 23, 24. Yeah, he's probably one of my favourite front rowers at the moment. And, well, he is, to be honest. But yeah, just well, that's what I was going to ask you. Also, in in your in your game, when you're on the top of your game, you know when a motherfucker got skills. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, who do you see as a a, a, a top baller in your league? Give me two cats that you say is like they on point. They're not to be fucked with. They're great guys on the field. I'll have to say Cam Munster. I don't know about that fucking mustache thing, you know? Nah, I, mean, uh, I don't know. He's got something going there, but, bro, he's just like... But I, I feel John like... John Holmes. I think he's a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> he might be trying that shit. But, yeah, Cam Munster's probably been stand- outstanding follower at the moment. And obviously, Charlotte, because he's he's switched on. He's, you know, obviously made a few decisions that, you know, people don't. Oh, that do make mistakes. Like a normal... We all do. Yeah, we're all normal. for men, you know, we're fucking... Everyone makes, you know, mistakes and like he's definitely grown and shown why he is one of the best players in the game and um, he's been one of my favourites actually and, and I can't go past the instinctive the um, creativeness from Tony Walker as well. Like cool. and that's not pissing in his pocket, that's not pumping his tyres up and because I'm on his team, that's mm-hmm. because that's what I see. And you know, you know, and obviously Ryan Pappenhausen got injured, you know, and he hopefully comes back and, but he's been an outstanding player for a few years now too, and you know it's only a matter of time before he starts actually playing Origin and doing all this stuff. But but as like I said, it's endless and fucking it's just it's such a great game to be a part of because you get to see this and young followers come through now. It's like young Cobo and all these young followers and it's just, and Swali like yeah, he's been a beast and it's just it's mad to see because once when I was eighteen people were. I'm mad over me, and now I get to go mad over the younger fellas coming mm. through. It's just, it's and you get to yeah, and, them and talk to them and, and enjoy that part of being. And like I said, yeah, if they ask them for advice or leadership and look for that, that's mad, and that's what makes it a lot of benefit for the game. And yeah, like they're gonna grow the game when they come to 25, 26 back end of their careers. And well, I reckon I'm not at the back end in the, in the prime. Come on, man! You're about to hit the stripes. Hit your stripes, brother. Now listen, I wanted to ask you if there was any person on the globe that you had the opportunity to just sit and chill with and have a yarn, who would that be? Who would you want to just sit down and talk to for hours? Outside of Rodney. Yeah, see you later, bro. Um, Fuck, man, I don't know. Like in the sports world, you reckon? Any Anyone. world that you want. Any world. This is about knowing trail well. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking about shit that you normally don't talk about and the way you talk to me and the way we interact. Yeah. We're giving the people the realest on the broadcast. I, I think the biggest personal and I just love to kick back with would be up to be Shaquille O'Neal, I think. Just, just not because of the basketball and the dominance he had, but because of the shit he's doing off. You know, by, you know what I mean? Like how he's invested his money, how he's, you know, he, he tells his kids straight up and down, this is it, you know, like, mm. he's like, I'm rich. He's, a great guy. he's like, I'm rich, you're not rich, you know, like, I'll get your degree, make some work, you know what I mean? And then I'll buy, I'll give you money to do this, do that, you know? And, 
and the way it's just is it, grown and it's just mad. Like I'd love to see it for few minutes now. But I know he's coming in August. Yes, that's so right. Big show. Hopefully, you know he can hook it up. But nah, our group hook my man up. Yeah, but definitely, bro. Honestly, he'd probably be one of the you know, key followers. And then obviously, um, you know, you got Kevin Gates as well. He's he's pretty powerful in the way he, you know he expresses his his lifestyle and he's went through a lot of shit. And, He's come through the other side and he's got mad quotes and that, bro, because he's lived the experiences, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I could only imagine how hard life is over there, but I know what life is here too, and it's pretty similar to instead of, you know, take the guns away, it's pretty harsh, bro, being in the fucking raw world, you know. And, um, and I've, I've been lucky enough to experience such a, you know, humbling beginning to now, and, and it's, that's what's kept me balanced, kept me grounded. And, and you're a superhero, my brother. Yeah, I, appreciate I appreciate you coming on the Rodcast podcast and, and keeping it real 100. Yeah. We'll catch you on the next episode of We'll Be In Your Face. It's the Rodcast podcast, and we out. Share the Rodcast podcast for that ass. Mm-hmm.